Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. We're glad you found us. This is unityonlineradio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is Everyday Peace. Um, I'm super excited because we have a fabulous show today about one of my favorite topics. And we're talking about feng shui today. And this, of course, is the Everyday Peace Show, where we define peace as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. On this program and throughout my life and everything that I do, um, I work under the philosophy of uh, Peace being a system that shows us how to leverage everything that occurs in our life. And I know you are so accustomed to me saying the good, the bad, and everything in between. But as I've been talking to people and, and, and I relate to so many different people, I also want to tell you that there's another way to say that if you're working on your language is the wanted and the unwanted, right? Things show up in our life. And some of those things we want and some of those things we like, oh, my gosh, I didn't want this. Right. But no matter what shows up in your life, I want you to know that it's shown up for one reason, and that is to bow down and serve you as you consciously create the life of your dreams. So this year, you know, we've been focusing on it's time to improve our life. And it most definitely is. I have a fabulous guest and I want to get straight to that topic. But before I get there, I want to talk just a bit about our everyday peace moment today, which is embracing change. You know, as I work with um, executive coaching as an executive coach and with life coaching clients, I hear a common theme run through most of my sessions. I got to tell you, the years I've been doing it, at some point in our time, we come across the topic of change. I don't want this change that's happening. I wasn't prepared for this change that's happening. I've done and prepared my whole life not to be going through this. And it always takes me back to a quote from Einstein. Albert Einstein once said, every day we must make the decision do I live in a hostile universe or friendly universe? We must make that decision every day. We wake up, we got to make that decision again, right? And so as we're going through our day and as we're facing so much change, I want you to join me in knowing that we live in a friendly universe. Those things that show up in our lives that we're not wanting, we didn't know that we needed those things to show up. Embrace the truth is that this thing has not come to destroy you, whatever it is. It has not come to destroy you, but has come instead to strengthen you and to prepare you to receive 
the greatness that you are working towards. So our everyday peace moment is that let's choose to bind together um, in knowing that we live in a friendly universe and all change is meant for our good. With that being said, I want to, that's our everyday peace moment. I want to introduce to you Patsy Malaki. That is our guest today. She's born in El Salvador and raised in the Northeast United States. She is the creator, creative director of Feng Shui and, and Feng Shui expert and founder of, oh gosh, here's my tongue. You guys forgive me. Zenotika, a design studio and platform for holistic healing. And it's based in Houston. She has over 20 years of experience in graphic and web design and an equal number of feng shui and energy balancing modalities. She has experience in that as well. I'm super excited to have us on, have her on the show. I've always heard about feng shui. I have books on feng shui, but I've never actually talked to someone about it. So Patsy, welcome to the show. My pleasure. Thank you for letting me be a part of this magnificent show. Oh, we're so blessed and honored to have you. So how did you get into feng shui? And am I saying it properly? You are saying it properly. Well, how did you I get into this country? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how I got into feng shui primarily, I would say two ways. The more I went to college for architecture, and of course, would get to dabble a little bit about different types of architecture all around the world. And it was fine. It was okay. It was about um, sensing the most proper way to build your property, for example. But later on in life, I contracted hepatitis C virus when I was very, very young, right after I gave birth to my firstborn, who just turned 32. And lo and behold, unfortunately, the blood transfusion was contaminated with the hepatitis C virus. That basically turned my life upside down, if you can just imagine that. But in a way, like you were saying at the beginning of your show, that everything in life is for a purpose. How is it that I'm going to create a better quality of my life, given the circumstances, no matter what they are? And that's what I did. Hep C taught me how to improve different ways to coexist with a virus for 26 years. And during that process, during that whole journey, I came across to a book by my mentor, Andy Santo Pietro, called Feng Shui for Health, The Anatomy of Your Home, in order to optimize a better quality of life within your environment. That, to me, rang a lot of signals. And I started diving more into what is it that we, uh, myself, am I creating in my life? Am I creating more discomfort? Am I creating more imbalance? Or how am I, how am I contributing to my own patterns? Looking at all these different patterns in life, whether they're emotional or, you know, career, who am I attracting in life? And those things that I didn't have a control of, which was basically an incurable disease at the time. That is how I got into feng shui for health. And it's been, I would say, a complementary process of my own life journey. It's something that I practice every day myself, my clients, my family. And, of course, entwining that with the design system, now that I have the opportunity to work more closely with clients, 
I help them reassess their environment by looking within at what is it that they are finding discomfort in their lives. So it's about energy tweaking, energy resets that we continuously have to do kind of like we taking a shower every day. We have to cleanse our energy and mind our energy as well in order for us to create and embrace a more harmonious shift in our lives. Oh, I am so connected to everything that you're just saying. And what a wonderful story about how you took this situation, you know, of no fault of your own. You get a blood transfusion. We all hope that the blood transfusions, we believing in that, you know, the source and everything is going to be fine. And then you find yourself, mm-hmm. unfortunately, um, contracting hepatitis C from this blood transfusion. And I can imagine uh, it turns your life upside down in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But one of the most important uh, things that, I, that I'm taking from this for myself, and I know a lot of uh, listeners are probably here too, is emotionally, is once, uh, once something starts to tear at my insides, at our insides, and, and, and starts to shake our foundation, well, it's, that's, that's our foundation. And the, our external world uh, will begin to start to crumble because the foundation is shaking. Right, the are we have this internal fear, and the in the egoic mind is it, it's is running rapid. It's scared, and you know something unfortunate, not our fault, has happened. And being able to stabilize that energy enough to um, keep yourself healthy, but then to go on to build this amazing company, it's just I'm in awe. Right, I hate to say in awe, but I am I, I am a believer in in what you do. I'll say it that way. I'm a believer in what you do and and uh, the magnitude of which it can change people's lives. The thing that uh, I find interesting for myself, too, because as I mentioned, I have several books on feng shui and get started and then you stop. And then I never really even get started myself. I, I love to look at the pictures and everything looks so serene. <laughs> and then I look at my own environment. I'm like, ah, oh, my house is older. I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> you know, and um but it, how do you how do you just get people started before we get into all of the other stuff? Because I know that there are lots of people out there. How do people just get started with feng shui? Like you know that you need to change the energy around you. You know that it would be positive. You know, no one has to sell you on that part. But but how do you just get them to get started? This is a great question because ultimately the answer is within. I always say that. So once you start asking questions, for example, something that doesn't feel right in your space, you can have a really nice relationship with your spouse or your partner, and probably things are going on okay at home, but there's something else. You know, you fix, you you clean up, you organize, but there's still this little thorn that is kind of just bothering you. It's like you don't know how to pinpoint it. And I would say, you know, you sit in meditation or in in a closed space where you just find a little bit of, I would call, sacred space and stillness and say, what is it that I need right now? And usually the answer right now, we have been surrounded by so much uncertainty in this past few years. So what is out of balance? What is it that is feeling out of balance in your life? And ultimately, it all comes back to center. And that foundation center that you pointed out earlier, if that's out of balance, we have to look at 
our emotions and our heart. What is this out of balance there? What is the disconnection between your spiritual self and your material self? I mean, the connection with higher power, with higher source, with God. My apologies. And, and, then, and then how do you connect that, materializing that vision that you want to fulfill in your life? What is it that you want to experience in life? And then start from there. I would say it's just really pay attention. What is it that is bothering you right now? Is it a, a lack of confidence? Especially if you're, you know, dealing with business, if you're, you know, whether you're working from home or not, what is it that is impeding uh, opportunities coming into your life? And I would say pay attention to your bedroom. The bedroom mm -hmm. is where health starts in feng shui. And also pay attention of what's there. So, for instance, look at your door. Is your bedroom door squeaky or do you have things behind it that are not giving it ample space to open freely. Is your bed comfortable? Does it have a headboard? Are you in a position that you feel like you're in command of your life? For example, not primarily having the, the bed facing the door, for example, because that's too much energy flowing into there, but in a way that you actually feel like you're in command of your life. How is it that you are becoming that creator being and being master of your own universe in that environment? We can also pay attention at the front entrance of your space. Is, is it squeaky? Is the door, does it need fixing? I just repainted, I just refurnished my, my front door because after you know all these crazy storms that we have in Houston, it was looking a little bit dull. And that's not the way I want to invite energy in my space. I want to welcome spring. I want to welcome newness. I want to welcome a sense of fresh air. So definitely pay attention to the clutter in your life. Every single space where that's accumulating, pay attention to that because that's telling you a story. There's a lot of clutter that we have also in our minds. So how do we start detoxifying and cleansing that. Just really paying attention and say, this no longer serves me. I'm a strong believer that everything that we have in our profession must have a purpose, a positive purpose. From my crystals and my pen and my glass of water and the papers that I have, everything has purpose. I may have a lot of things, but everything has a need for me. Oh, you've That's said another way to take a look at that. You've said so many things, and I know you have so much more to say, but I just want to go back and revisit some things. So, uh, again, I, I got to go back to the fact I own a lot of feng shui books, and uh, I can't, you know, you pick up things from looking at things, but some kind of way, I've always gotten the uh, notion that, as you said, the bedroom is the primary uh place to start i guess is because uh, for whether yeah. you are single or or in a relationship or not i would suppose that is because that is the most intimate of sanctuaries right in your home is is your bedroom because that's where for me you know where you're most vulnerable right you you sleep there right so you know yes when yeah. you're most 
you're you're most uh, vulnerable to to energies and things of that nature because you're most relaxed in that room there. For most of us, anyway, that's where we take our primary rest. But um, yeah, take a look at that. That's a great. That's a really great example. Of what you said there, because the bedroom and feng shui correlates to health. So they, mm-hmm. so imagine that you go there to rest. You go there to sleep. You go there to dream. You go there to you know, perhaps some, have some fun, loving time. However you treat that space, it should be your most sacred environment, like you said. You could also meditate there. So what is it that you are inviting in this environment for you to be in a serene space? This should be all about you. It's, this bedroom should, should communicate everything that you enjoy about yourself and your life. So I would say it should be um, have a lot of natural elements there, whether it's a fresh bouquet of flowers or a potted plant, colors that are really invigorating you, not re- not energizing you, not not too strong, because you want this place to be a place of calmness and serenity. At the same time, I would say if you're in a if you're in a relationship have motives or elements that combine twos, right, in balance, a, a, a pair of things, a pair of birds mm-hmm. or a couple of flowers or inviting, inviting the energy that you are creating balance and harmony with a partnership. And if, or if you're looking to, to have a relationship. If you're single, I would highly recommend that you also nurture that aspect of yourself and really place photos of you or things that you want to invite in your life, positive things. I recommend not to have anything that takes away from your essence, from, from yourself, as of, for example, having pictures of your family or ancestors or perhaps even an altar. So pay attention what you have there because that this place should be all about you, you and your partner. <laughs> right. So you're saying that if, if someone is, I, I got it, if you're in a couple, you want to make sure you have things in pairs. If you're single, yes. you want to have things that represent you. But if you're single and you don't want to be single, you know, you, you'd like yes. to be change your status, then should you have things in pairs? Yes, absolutely. You have to put yourself in, envision, envision what it is that you want to create. I love birds. So you can have a pair of birds looking at each other in a painting or little statuettes or little decorative items. That's a really nice way to do it. Lighting a couple of candles, red candles, pink candles. That's also a really nice way to invite that in, gold candles in pairs when you decorate if you use artwork in pairs you know that's like a diptych that's also a really simple way to create harmony or bringing in partnership oh that's beautiful the ducks the ducks are really the ducks or swan that's a really nice symbol because you know they mate for life so that's a really nice symbol to work with 
Oh, isn't that something I didn't know that. So yeah, if you if you're looking for that, that seems to offer twofer, right? It's it's inviting mm -hmm. a, a, a a spouse if that's what you're looking for, you know, different levels. Partnership, yeah, a partnership, but it, but the but the longevity is there. I didn't Correct. know that's neat for life. That's interesting. Oh, there's so and the much. other thing that I wanna that I wanna advise people on because my, my oldest son, is he reads a lot. And I ask him, you know, what is it that you are bringing into your bedroom at night? What is it that you're bringing in? So I will recommend not to have any distractions, like a TV or watch what you're looking at in your phone before going to bed. And who are you bringing to bed with your books? <laughs> That's also another way that can take away from your dream time. We want dream time to be very, very special because as you were saying earlier, we are living in a place where we are so interconnected. I hear, I think I heard this in a previous podcast of yours. We are so interconnected right now. We're so multidimensional now. When we are vulnerable, when we're sleeping, when we're dreaming, we have a way to connect to our higher source. So this is what I'm um, trying to say is that when you go to bed, just make it a ritual to invite your higher self to commune with you. That way you can really take your life to the next level. Treat your body as a temple. Treat your mind as, as this beautiful light source that is connecting you to this physical body for you to materialize your vision. Yeah, I love that. And you're right. There's being able to connect to something. And uh, there's so many ways to do that. I think the universe offers us so many ways to achieve what we are looking for. It's only that we have to, we've got to be open to it, right? There's so many outlets and so many ways. And I think this one way of using the elements of our of our environment you know, I heard you talk about clutter and, um, you know, all of us, I think, well, have that drawer, right? You try to keep everything in that mm -hmm. one drawer. You keep stuff in that drawer, right? And, and you hate to go by that drawer. But then I, I think sometimes the energy that that discomfort has, you know, you don't want to open that drawer because, it's, you know, it's stuck to the gills. It's hard to open it. You're afraid to break your nails, mm -hmm. digging in there or what have you. And then that energy is in you right which is in your home mm -hmm. so the best way is to try to um to make these spaces so that energy flows better around us i think intuitive as i'm listening to you talk uh, and i'm as as you're talking your voice is very soothing too so as i'm listening to you talk mm -hmm. i hear that uh, it's not you're welcome it's not so much a mind thing right because as you were talking I'm like oh well, that's intuitive you would just know um just to go and get rid of that stuff. But sometimes it's really difficult because we get so attached to things. Oh, you don't know if you're ever going to need that piece of paper again, right? You, you know, or or that's that sweatshirt, that varsity sweatshirt that you got from, you know, uh, high school and you you just can't, uh, you, you've been dragging around from house to house, from state to state, and you just can't part with it. And we have so many things of that nature. How do we deal with that? as far as getting rid of clutter and um, being open to the feng shui way. Yes, and the way I see it, your house should be a temple to harness your divinity. So everything there should really, you pay attention to it. 
why is it that you don't want to open that drawer that's full of stuff and just because it's taking time from you because it's just a drag it's it's boring you have better things to do but pay attention why is that because everything is that's creating more stagnation and of course it's giving you a sense of like ugh, like i don't want to do that so it's an energy drainer that's exactly mm -hmm. what it is mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that you don't want those pockets or those little portals of energy draining um, places in your home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. So that 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 makes such good sense, right? Because sometimes you, you, we're we're talking about our home, and I know that we could do this at, at our office. I had a feng shui for my own office. I got a book near mm -hmm. my office for that at work. But in our home, especially, you know, we may not be able to control the entire environment in our in our job place but in our home i love how you said that our, our home should be a um, temple to house um our divinity and we think about mm -hmm. that is this really a temple that houses your divinity well right then and there um i could just stop talking right now and just clear this whole shelf that's in front of me <laughs> right <laughs> it, it, it because it's sort of put in perspective hearing that right it's not about nostalgia it really is about mm -hmm. um is this house in my divinity? It's not about needing that many pocketbooks if I can't store them properly where I feel that it's energy giving instead of energy sapping, right? Mm -hmm. If something is energy sapping, mm -hmm. that's a, it's, it's, a, it's a dead ringer for that's got to go or at least it has to be exactly. moved, right? So that, that gives us a, a, um, a great framework and it's always great to have someone on the show who you can dialogue with. It's, it's so, so much, I think, uh, gives more life to the, to the topic. So, so how mm. can feng shui positively influence and affect our overall health? Because I've heard that, that um, mm. it can be part of um, the, the health journey, back, the way back to health or the way to maintain health. How can we do that in addition to, um, and, you know, well, you tell, you tell us what kind of health can it influence? Well, you know, energy is in everything or everything is energy. Wherever attention goes, that's where it flows. It's not good, it's not bad, but you have the power to wheel it. So how does this influence health and well-being? When we talk about our environment, we see our bodies, our physical bodies, carrying all these multi-billion trillions of cells that, and organs that give us life, that help us continue with our life. And as we are absorbing all these energies from the universe that are coming down to the planet, that are circulating throughout the continents and countries and cities, all the way down to your neighborhood and coming into your space, how is this bodily temple oh, being we're gonna take a, healthy? We're going to take a brief okay. break. I hear our theme song. We're going to come right back. We're discussing feng shui today we'll see you on the other side of the break practical spirituality positive messages this is unityonlineradio.org the voice of an awakening world.
Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace, and our fabulous guest today is Patsy Malaki. We're talking about feng shui, how to feng shui your space. And we, right before the break, you were talking about feng shui and its impact and influence on our overall health. And you said something on the, during the break, which I absolutely love, was um, as within, so without in relation to the energy and feng shui. Um, can, just, just let's talk about that a little bit as as within, so without as, in relation to feng shui in our space and just getting our life in alignment. Yes, I love this topic because this is really how I got to understand the value of energy balancing. When I, when I came to understand that this energy, this prana, we breathe it in. We breathe the energy of life, right, through when we're breathing. We're bringing that in, and it's circulating in our body, and it's touching in all of our organs. And if there's something there in our bodies that is misaligned or is going through some kind of health issue or anything like that, that's a vulnerable spot. So what do we do about that? That's the physical part. But imagine taking this notion and seeing it as when you're not paying attention to your emotions and your spiritual, your spirituality. Usually when we pay attention that we want to create a shift in our lives, when we need changes because something tumultuous has happened in our lives. Could be a health crisis, could be a loss of a job or somebody that we love in our life. That's the way, I mean, there's so many things that have happened, um, you know, since COVID, okay? And people are still going through a lot. I know a lot of people are going through a lot of emotional turmoil, a lot of mental health issues, a lot of loss, sense of abandonment. And it's usually what it is that we're not paying attention to our emotions. So what happens when we don't? Our heart, our physical heart will start hurting. And most likely, those other vulnerable spots in your body will also be giving you some kind of signal to take care of it somehow. So every single part of our body, an organ, our foot, our head, our eyes, correlate to a particular area of our outer environment. So we would say, you know, if your tooth is hurting, that's the head, and that correlates to how... um, the helpful people in your area, mm. the benefactors in your area, in your life. So is there something there? And also for father issues, if we put it that way. So every single part of your body correlates to a particular area of your house that correlates to, let's say, health, career, family, relationships, wealth or abundance recognition, usually and self-reflection or introspection, which we call knowledge and wisdom, or career opportunities. For example, a perfect example I'm going to paint for you. I had, with the hepatitis C issue, that's the liver, that's the gallbladder. I had a situation with that due to it, you know, very vulnerable. And, of course, the emotion that was attached to that was anger. 
So I had to pay, pay attention not only to the liver as an organ, but also what it is that is happening around that, why I was feeling that way. And it's correlating to the fire element. So you could imagine so much of this energy happening in that area that was very vulnerable due to the hep C. And right, I right. had to basically take pay attention to all of that, the feelings of incompetence. Am I ever going to be healthy? Uh, how am I, how I also felt a sense of, I would say, feeling less than and unworthy because I felt that nobody would want me being sick, right? Because I carry this virus. I have to, especially when it came to relationships, uh, who would want me, right? Um, I also had the idea that I wasn't able to gonna have any more children because of the because of the hep C that was not able to be treated at the time. So all these different aspects of my life that were happening around it because of the hepatitis C also showed up in my life on how am I welcoming opportunities in my life? Am I open to receive goodness or different ways that I can cope with the disease? Or can I, can I actually use this energy to concentrate on other areas of my life. For example, learning to forgive myself, and that's all about the heart area. That's all about self-love and compassion, how to forgive myself for those things that I said, well, maybe I deserve to get sick, right? That, that crossed my mind as well. But then I also wanted to, at the, mo at the time, I was going to school for graphic design and visual arts. So I concentrated my my parts of my life and my energy into creating a better space for me to create, right? Graphic design and all this and all the relationships in my life as well. So everything is interconnected. If we look at feng shui, it's kind of like acupuncture for the home. That's like the easiest way to to perceive how this works because you may be having, let's say, uh, uh, not a very good relationship at work, but where is that relating? If we look at that, when we, call, when we talk about wholeness, when we talk about wholesome wellness or overall well-being, that is in the middle area of the center of your, of your space, of your environment in the feng shui map. Are you okay? Right. And... And so if this area is um, misalignment, what else is it causing disharmony in that? Because if we, if we point that out, it's connecting, to, it's connecting to recognition. It's connecting to, to relationships. It's connecting to yourself. Everything. So it's all about, yeah, everything is interconnected. Wow. And so, and I think for most of us, the idea of trying to unpack all of this can be overwhelming. It could be overwhelming. And that's why I say, just focus on that priority. What is it that you want to change right now? One thing that I'm saying is we are creating our present, our future right now. Mm -hmm. I want to have I want to memories 
so I can have so I can have that later on. And what is it that I also want to do? What is it that I want to leave behind? I want I want at least for my for people to say, yeah, she was able to help, or she was in good service. At least creating harmony with my family, and that's you know that's what happened. That's what integrity is. It's like, who are you behind the scenes, behind the curtain? How truthful are you with yourself? And what is it that you really want? You know, ultimately, we come back to having this sense of belonging and being worthy of accepting a greater good for goodness to happen in life. The universe is infinite. But we are so accustomed to believing that it's really hard to get something good because we have eons of lifetimes living in density. But we now have the opportunity to take a new perspective of life and seeing things in a different way. And feng shui can be one of those tools that you can start seeing how practical it can be. It's also shifted, you know, throughout the ages. This is this is a a design system that was implemented probably 5,000 years ago and is still gaining recognition. Why? Because we are a part of it. And as we evolve, we still have the elements that we can work with. Our place, our home, our environment should be secure, should be a place of refuge. You should be protected. That's ultimately what feng shui is, for you to live in harmony. No matter what circumstances, no matter what life is throwing at you, you have created this beautiful environment, this harmonious environment that can sustain your energy right now. Yeah, I, I love that. Something you said a little bit ago about being knowing what you were feeling, and it's such an interesting topic because I had a conversation with a client earlier today talking about being in a space for so long where you've denied your feelings for whatever reason. I find that a lot of people are in that space as well, where mm. they are not connected to their feelings because they have not ever been allowed to be connected. They, maybe they were Vulnerable. criticized. <clears throat> right. And they were mm -hmm. criticized for, you know, not being strong enough. And I, and I find this a lot with, with my female clients and I do have a number of male clients as well, but I find this a lot with female clients is that they are not, um, connected to their feelings because they've been taught that, well, that is a sign of weakness or it's a sign of selfishness. So they've gone so long with suppressing what they are feeling to their almost on autopilot <clears throat> as a human or as a human, you know, droid yeah. or something. And so I'm wondering, yeah. as I'm listening to you talk, um, the, the feng shui of having this flow and creating this because our emotions are part of flow. Right. Yeah. Um, we're part of that. Right. We're, we're there. There's a whole rainbow cacophony of emotions and we're meant to experience all of them and, and not to dwell on them, but to let them flow through us. And I'm thinking that with feng shui could be a, a way for people who are so disconnected from self to reconnect in a gentle way by creating that mm -hmm. flow in their environment. <clears throat> yeah. It's a nurturing environment. You know, what is it? Life is, life, as soon as you step out of your door, 
you are vulnerable to anything. You're taking a risk, right? So why not have a place of refuge? See that. It could be your bedroom. Even if you're sharing an apartment or whatever, it's, it's your bedroom that you should concentrate in always because that's where we're talking about the part of harmonizing and nurturing. That, to me, is probably something that I learned along the way with feng shui because for me, like you said, I was one of those women that I never stopped. I was very independent. I was a single mom for 10 years. It was go, 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 and I have to do everything myself. And I'm very great at it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm very right. good at doing that. But, you know, what I came to understand is that I, I, could, do, I could do it better if I have support. That is the key. And honestly, asking for help was a huge ah, moment for me. Knowing to, like, really ask for help to me was a sign of back then, a sign of weakness. But no, if people around you are willing to support you, they will drop anything and say, how can I help? I am here. And I learned that the hard way because I didn't give myself the opportunity to ask until very recent, a few years ago maybe. So I was creating more more difficulty in my life because I I didn't know how to accept or receive help. When I was going through my Hep C recovery, I was I would I had to take a sabbatical for almost eighteen months because I couldn't move. I was completely energy drained. I slept for days. Uh, my body couldn't move. I mean, I went through a very interesting uh, detoxification period after the eradication of the Hep C. And all I remember asking my husband was, take care of our son, please. I never asked him to bring me water. I never asked him to bring me a cup of tea. I never asked him to check out on me. Wow. Yep. Yep. And honestly, it brings me almost to tears sharing this with you because it was that simple. It's crazy how hard I was on myself. And he didn't understand. He thought he was doing the right thing because he knows I'm strong. But it, it, it didn't occur to him. You know, it's not about him. It's about what I was asking for. Nothing. Nothing. And, and amazing, right? We think about that so often. Right? And, that, and and that's another, like I just mentioned, my attraction to feng shui is to, mm. it seems like it's a gentle correction of wrong thinking. And by wrong thinking, I'm not associating the wrong word wrong with judgment. Because I think what happens for a lot of people is that we become super independent as a way of not inconveniencing anyone else or not putting someone mm -hmm. else out, right? Not and uh, but the truth of the matter is is that we are here to one another each other that is our that's our mission yeah. in life right and and, and mm -hmm. i subscribe to that in my maturity what i've realized is that your your service to the world is not something that makes you feel pain right you, that's not your place of service it is something where you have an abundance of, of it gives you this abundantly good feeling like, oh my gosh, I could do it again and again and again. So that is where your service is. And I think for a long time, a lot of people, including myself, felt like, well, I really wasn't being of service unless I was miserable while I was doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. um, so we're, we're giving from a place of pain, 
right? Which how is that going to be received, right? And so we're giving from yeah. a place of pain and we begin to shut down because uh, you're not receiving the flow uh, that you need to to recharge yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. And then- And thoughts so, are very powerful. Yes, they are very, thoughts are very powerful indeed. Indeed. And when we can, oh my goodness. And I believe that feng shui, I honestly believe that feng shui creating this flow helps with all of these things. So we talk, we're talking about so many things. Our guest today, if you're just joining us, is Patsy Malaki. We're talking about feng shui, how to feng shui your space. And um, you've got a few things coming up. Let's just, let's just take a quick moment here to talk about a few things that you have coming up that our audience could possibly take advantage of. Mm. Yes, I, one of your special guests too, Adora Winquist and myself, including my sister who is a cancer conqueror, we are co-creating a beautiful retreat at the Art of Living Retreat Center in Boone, North Carolina this October, at the end of October, where I'm going to be sharing more about how to co-create a special harmony in your life not just from the exterior aspect, but also how to curate your bodily temple, how to be able to receive and get you to the next level of your human experience. Adora Winquist is going to be talking and sharing about how to heal the psycho, psycho-emotional trauma. She's a beautiful meditator, she's a wonderful expert in aromatherapy. All these combinations will be set there for Uh, We'll be creating um, kind of like a DIY environment. Everybody will have their own unique formula to take home with them. My sister Carla, she will be talking about nurturing your body through breath, yoga breath, nutrition and balance, movement and flow. So we will have all these different modalities. You'll get to experience all these different ways to improve your health, your life in practical ways and unique ways that you can complement them and take them back home so you can really practice. And it's all about practice, right, like anything else. But you'll have us keep going, you know, with your spiritual journey and your healing process all this way. The the retreat is just the commencement of a new Mm -hmm. community, what we call quantum community of what we're building here. And I just can't wait to share more about that. Wow. Quantum community. Yeah, that's going to that's going to be amazing. It's a wonderful time to reflect in a safe environment and be guided through some very difficult times in our life to come out on the other side, um, balanced and ready to build and achieve our next level of greatness. So we've talked about a few practical tips you gave for for the bedroom, which is, as you mentioned, is the primary place to start. So if you're if you're like me and starting feng shui, a good place to start is in the bedroom. So um, if you're just joining us, you'll definitely want to get the replay of this and get those bedroom tips because they are they were amazing. So what are some practical feng shui tips um, that we can incorporate for a more calming, energetic environment throughout our home? Like say we were, you mentioned the front door being the second area mm-hmm. and um, what are some things we could do at our front door and throughout our home that's to create calming, energetic, and, and I might add, inviting of love and, and, and to our home? 
Yes. Well, the front entrance is how it's basically how people are seeing you. I recommend that you treat it with love and kindness. Bring a lot of flowers, especially now that we're in springtime. Really clean up that area so you can invite more opportunities into your life. I love working with plants and flowers. If you feel like you need to paint your door, you can paint it whatever color you like. It's not specific to red, as some people may may say. It's got to be something that you feel comfortable with. I also recommend working with the element of water. Water is is this year's element, actually. If you're doing a little bit of feng shui, the tiger is also the, the symbol of this year, and tigers love water. Tiger is a great communicator and very expressive and passionate individual in, um, creature and majestic. So think about that. How can you create majestic environment in your life with the element of water. Water is also a symbol of abundance, also a symbol for emotions. So if you're working with water, pay attention what kind of water you're going to work with. If you want something that is you really need serenity in your life, a beautiful impression or a visual of a lake, right? something very serene and still. If you want more opportunities, let's say career and flow and perhaps even money, work with a river flowing through or waterfall. Now, you, you talk about the ocean, right? The ocean is very yin as well. It's actually a feminine element, I would say. So that's about creating depth, going, diving within, diving deep within yourself and really working on your emotions. So the ocean can symbolize that you are getting ready to dive in and dig deep in your life to create more stability in your heart, in your mind. That's something really great to do. Um, Also work with the colors black, navy blue, gray in the front area of of your space. Could be your house. It could be your bedroom, but again, make sure that nothing is squeaking, that everything is clean, that your windows are also really clean, and you can open them if you can. If they're supposed to open, they should be able to open without restraint or constraint. That's also a really great way to do it. And make sure that make sure that everything, like you feel good in your space. Create, you know, aromatherapy is a wonderful way to to elevate the space. Citrus smells, lavender, rosemary, anything that elevates your senses. I my my sense of smell is very very acute, and um, jasmine is one of those that not only invigorates me but also calms me more than lavender. To be honest with you, I use lavender to for creating salt baths, and that's another thing that I highly recommend. If you're feeling a lot of dross and a lot of negativity around you, take a salt bath tonight and use a little bit of your lavender oil, Epsom salt, anything like that. And then afterwards, you can actually bring in, if you don't have lemon essential oil or blood orange or anything like that, smell one. And you cut a lemon and just smell it. And then, of course, squeeze the juice and drink that because it really helps to continue detoxing your liver. 
which is all about what I'm what I'm sharing on my blog this season. All about healing and nurturing the liver. And you know, that is a very special subject for me. Yes, I'm sure it is, based on what you've told us. And you've given us so much great information. Our guest today, again, Patsy Malaki, um, talking about feng shui. She does so much work. Patsy, where can our audience find, how can they connect with you? Lovely. They can connect with me through my website, zenotica.com, Z-E-N-O-T-I-C-A.com. And on Instagram at myzenotica. I'm there, and I'm also on YouTube. You can find me at Patsy Balaki. And I'm always sharing a little bit of feng shui and some design and how to harmonize your life. You know, that for me, it's like how do we live in harmony in this and during our present circumstances? It's about just creating more harmony within in your heart. Our heart is the fourth chakra, I would say. It's our new foundation center. And if that's out of alignment and feeling imbalanced, then that's where we need to work. Because it's the connector, you know, it's what connects spirit with matter. You're absolutely right. And as as we're closing out our show today, I do want to say that harmony in this in this sense of balance is what we're all really looking for, I believe. And mm-hmm. um you know, is is ways to do that. And what we're offering to, to you today via the way of our fabulous guest today, Patsy Malaki, is we're talking about another way to create, to assist in creating that harmonious uh, environment that you so, so seek. You know, we're trying to do it through our jobs, through our relationships, through working out, and that's all great. And here's another tool to use is feng shui, to have the energy in your home and partner with that to create the life of abundance from the inside out. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. I absolutely love you. We'll talk next week. Everyday Peace with Dr. Trayvon James. You have the power right now, today, to make the decisions, to take the actions that lead you to your next level of greatness. And I would love to walk with you on your journey. Here's some ways we can connect. Schedule a coaching session. Contact me at info at drdrayvonjames.com. Enroll in my online university course, the 2020 Clarity Course, at the Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning International. Enroll in the Brilliant Life nine-week online coaching session with me and Keisha Dixon at info at drdrayvonjames.com. Purchase my book, Freedom is Your Birthright, from Amazon. Thank you for being an everyday peacemaker. I absolutely love you. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 